When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Former 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Ian at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Bear, I'm doing a show. Turkey, ducky, turkey, ducky. That's great. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. I think we have to take out Edith from that open. Why? Oh, come on. Why? She'll be right again. Oh, but until she is. What What if we said, what if we switch it to Edith going, that's why your number, and bleep it out. Like it's blank. Yeah, that works. Um, ENN tonight brought to you by Slomans. Ray Row. Let's start off by saying good evening to Michael. This is a big nut for you to absorb. <laughs> Let's say good evening to Michael again. Why are you guys putting things in my mouth? Oh, my Lord. Good evening to Don and myself. <laughs> go, 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 hey, go, go, go. What was that? <laughs> that was Don and I doing a mic'd up player right. in the NFL. It's one of your best ever impressions is what it was. That sounds like every single one of those mic'd right. up things. That That's, you know, just any, think of any player. J.J. Like Watt mic'd up for a Sunday night game. Right. It, it, we caught up with, we had, we put a mic on J.J. Watt in the second quarter. Here's what it sounded like. <laughs> go, 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 hey, go, go, go. So it was a little different when Mike Trout was mic'd up. <laughs> Very different. Uh, good evening to myself. I don't say Schnorr, and I'm not changing it. I love it. You were in attack mode right there. You felt like your Judaism was like being questioned. <laughs> well, Didn't you feel couple, that way? I did, because I've had a couple of people reach out to me and go, you know, it's 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 the word is Schnorr. And I'm like, I believe that it's written that way, but the people who I know say Schnurr. Well, and and, the, and one of the people you know is a wordsmith. That's right. First and, time I ever heard it was from Michael, and who am I to question a pronunciation from Michael? True. And Michael, whether it's Yiddish or Italian, you know he's getting it right. That's <laughs> what he does. Um, let's start. You guys want to start NBA Finals? Sure. Sure. It's not like it's not topical. No, it's, 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 there's something going on with the finals for sure. The NBA Finals now 3-2 in favor of Golden State. And Steph Curry uh, s- struggled a bit last night. And this, the Golden State Warriors did just fine without Steph hitting a three-pointer. His streak of 233 games with a three-pointer made ends. Let's hear from Steph on the win despite the threes. The fact that, you know, everybody stepped up, Wiggs, JP, you know, Clay hit some big shots. Draymond found his, his, his life and his spirit, the way he impacts the game, could withstand 
going nine for 40 as the team and me 0 for nine and still come away with the win. So obviously track record says we'll shoot the ball better next game and uh, looking forward to uh, that bounce back. I'm not. What I kind am. of odds do you think you would have gotten, especially after how game four went? Also, I, I thought about this, Don. Game four went, right? And everybody, even on our air, uh, he's definitely the MVP. Just from that, well, what if, what if he was terrible the next three games? Is he still definitely the NBA, uh, the MVP, because he had a great game four? We are so in the moment now with hot takes. I mean, what if, what if Andrew Wiggins has another tremendous game six? He should be the MVP. We, and, we give out awards so quickly because we want to be the first and, to say it. And also, I like what Jeff said about the, the defense. You know, we go through this all in sports. It's always on the losing team. They choked it. They they blew it. And give credit to the other team sometimes. You know, maybe maybe Boston's defense had a lot to do with him going 0 for 9. So why does it always have to be Curry choking? You know, he's not, well, it's always on him. Don't you give credit to the other team for trying to stop him? Guys, have you ever seen the um, – I'm sure Andrew's seen this. There's like a, a, a little internet joke that goes around um, pretty regularly of like, this is the only way to guard Steph Curry. And it shows a guy getting out of bed, and literally the second the guy gets out of bed, there's a defender in his room on him. Right. That's sort of what you have to do to Steph Curry. And if you guys paid attention yesterday, that's what Marcus Smart was doing. Like, Steph would be standing six feet out of bounds, and Smart was with him. Like, they, So you're right, Don. There's a, a major effort being put there to not let him get his. And they, by the they way— were, They were picking up at the logo. You realize that? Yeah. It's crazy. They're they're doing everything they can, but as we talked about earlier with Jeff Van Gundy, and you can hear it on the podcast, uh, for them to win in Golden State, they're going to need Jason Tatum to step up. Let's hear from Ime Udoka. What's the message going into Game Six? Well, feeling the the message to the guys is to be confident going home, get your rest, and then let's get ready for to bring it back here. So for us, it's really about consistency, and that's the thing we're not we're not having throughout a full game is a consistent effort, sustained effort, more so offensively than anything. And so that's the part where we got to have carryover from quarter to not only game to game, but even quarter to quarter, like we saw in the third, and it doesn't doesn't happen in the fourth. So um, obviously, we're all frustrated with tonight a little bit, but even prior you know, quarters and games, and so our message is to take it one at a time. We've been here before and did it against Milwaukee, and let's bring it back out to the Bay. Now, it's, it's going to be very tough. Now, here's my question for you guys. If the Celtics are awesome tomorrow, Thursday, dominate, do you know, do you definitively just like Golden State back at Oracle, or could it change your mind? Well, if somebody gets hurt, I mean, if, if everybody's healthy, I still think that you have to go with the home team. Yeah, I don't have as much confidence as I did a few years ago. I mean, you saw what happened to uh, Phoenix this year in a game seven in their own building. But in in sports, baseball, hockey, basketball, home court in game seven seems to really be money. The Celtics have won two road games facing elimination so far in the playoffs this year we'll see see if they get there first um Steph Curry and in yet another story with the Golden State Warriors being deeply affected by the Celtics fans wore a shirt yesterday to his post-game presser that said Aisha Curry can cook he was asked about what that meant um 
Steph Curry responded, you got to ask around the room and ask Twitter. What Curry was referring to was a Boston-area bar called Game On had a sign outside of the bar that went viral that said, Aisha Curry can't cook. It, everything that the Celtics fans seem to say is is used as motivation for this Warriors team. That was cute. That was harmless. I thought. I mean, listen, the, it, they had two signs. One said, Aisha Curry can't cook. One said, Deuce Tatum greater than Riley Curry. I mean, it's not that deep, guys. I think they're just being silly. That used to be but a big it, hangout spot for Steve Levy when he lived in Boston. Game on. That was his place. Leaves, huh? Oh, yeah. What an appropriate name. Because the game was on. Game on. Close off. Well, you just took it a step You're further. You're giving a lot of information that you might not. I think information is king. I think you know how I feel about information. I know, but I think we can all agree that as much as we enjoy information, it doesn't mean that we're entitled to all of it. Well, when I've got it, you've got it, my friend. Well, Lift it up and show it to me. That's not a great a great thing to be known for. I didn't my, say it was leaves. I said my, that that's what the bar was about. Michael uh, mentioned this earlier. Golden Tate. You remember Golden Tate. Sure. Comma. Warrior. He was on the New York Giants. Played 11 seasons as a wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, sure. Um, and he has now moved on from football and reportedly is shifting gears to another sport. Hmm. He has signed with the Port Angeles Lefties of the West Coast League. Is that right? Which is in the Pacific Northwest and is typically made up of college players. It is a baseball league. Tate played baseball in high school and early on at Notre Dame was twice drafted by major league teams before entering the NFL. The Giants have to feel pretty good. They're pretty much funding this little thing <laughs> with the money they threw at him for no reason. Well, there was some reason. Well, it didn't didn't really pan out, did it? No, not everything pans out. They, the Giants and 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 free agents the last few years have, have not. Well, been. they've had a couple that have worked out, but okay. nothing. We're Go waiting. ahead. Bradbury worked out. And they they Bradbury him. worked out for a year. He's gone. right. Solder, no. No. This guy, Awful. Golden Notate, no. Chase Blackburn. Chase Blackburn's fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm, um, I'm just Martinez, saying. He, he wasn't batting 1,000. Okay. It wasn't batting zero, I should say. But it, that that's over. But unfortunately, the taste lingers. Guys, did you see, back to the NBA Finals for a moment. I wanted to get this on video, but I, f- I forgot that we weren't on TV during ENN. Did you guys see the video of Jay-Z and Blue Ivy? Yep. I mean, now here's my question, Michael. Did it make you feel good as a parent that even Jay-Z is, is Jay-Z's child is totally mortified by her dad? Well, it didn't make me feel good, but it, it did make me think like, so Jay-Z is looked at as one of the coolest people in the world, but That's not right. to his kid. Just not to his kid. She Don, did, did not it? want to be hugged by him at all. I did not say it, no. Oh, it was, it was really adorable. J- She's a Jay, very pretty little girl. They, they go to, they put the camera on Jay-Z and his first daughter, Blue Ivy, and Jay tries to put his arm around her and smile. And she didn't want it. 
And she says she can literally read her lips saying, get off of my hair. <laughs> and kind of pulls away as Jay sheepishly smiles. And it was just like a moment where you're like, wow, even Jay-Z gets to the age where his children say, you know what, Dad, leave me alone. You know yeah. what I did think too, Peter? I can't believe she's that old. It seemed like yesterday she was born. And I don't know the last time. We were discussing this this morning. Because her name is unique and because her parents are so famous, she's been famous since birth. Andrew, was Blue Ivy there during the volleyball game or was that before? No, that was way before. Wow. Yeah. Because you would have spent time with her too. She'd probably be a friend. Might have been there for uh, the christening. That's a, her and Jack, close friends. Still one of the greatest things that's ever happened to this radio station. <laughs> and he I held it from us, Don. We had to pull it out of him. Right. I mean, how, how does that not make him like a complete stud? It, it's a story that you would just stop strangers in the street to tell. I, yeah, I, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Andrew was on vacation, and, and he and his wife hung her out family. with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And they played volleyball on a private island. It's it's the And it came out years later. Yeah, and years it, later. It's on YouTube. If, if you go on YouTube and search for it, you can find it. Yeah, and and, and, and told in a way, like, I stubbed my toe this morning. Right, like, it just it, wasn't that big a deal to Andrew. It's, it's a story that, I mean, people love name-dropping. Like that story, Don, you're right. You'd stop strangers and go, hey, I got to tell you something crazy. If Peter had lived that story, the name of his album would have been I Hung Out with Jay-Z and Beyonce instead of I, Real Late. It, 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 especially the volleyball part. I mean, that's that's something. Um, also, before Twitter, I don't know why I said Chase Blackburn and not Blake Martinez. That's such a meltdown. <laughs> oh you guys want to hear, uh, who did you say? I said Chase Blackburn for some reason, but I wanted to say Blake Martinez. <laughs> well, they're, listen, they're both football players. Don't I you? know, but the I, taste lingers. I figured I'd get that out there before Twitter jumped me. Let's go to Ron Rivera. Yes. On the Jack Del Rio disaster. Oh I've spoken with Jack on multiple times about what has happened, what was said, you know, and I told him, you know, the decision was I was going to find him $100,000 and we were going to move forward with this. We had a great conversation. We talked again this morning. And the big understanding, just so everybody understands, this is not the fact that he exercised his right to free speech. This is about what impacted the football team, okay? And that's the thing we all have to understand. I believe in the First Amendment very strongly, okay? I stood next to Eric Reed when he took a knee, and Eric and I talked about this because I asked Eric, I said, help me understand so that I may under be understood. And he did. He showed me what was what this was really all about. So in Jack's case, same thing, you know. But the thing that we all have to understand with these rights, these freedoms, come tremendous responsibility. And we have to understand that as well. And so this is about the impact that was made on our football team, the distraction it has become. And it's a very serious question and topic, but at the end of the day, it did impact us. And that's why I did what I did. Jack spoke to the team this morning during the team meeting. He was very open, very forthright, very contrite, and apologized and opened himself up to questions or opportunities for any players to come in and meet with him. He has already met with some of our players and talked to some of them about what was said. And I've been told those meetings went very, very well. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with that. And as he finished, he did the same thing. So guys, please, any questions, come see me. Let's talk about that. And I thought it was good. That was well received. And we'll see. But our intent is to go forward. You know what? I, I hate myself for being like this. I don't believe 
one bit that he is sorry or has this mea culpa that he really has a different view on it. He still believes what he said. And the only reason he's apologizing, and I'm doing air quotes right now, is because his job was hanging in the balance. I'm sorry. He's saving his ass. That's all he's yeah. doing. There's no way that he still thinks it was a dust-up. He still thinks it was a dust-up. But that's why Ron Rivera is is saying that it, it just it just relates to the football. Like, why, why, as a defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, did you feel the need to tweet that? Did you feel the need to address that with the media? That's what he's being disciplined for. It's like, listen, we're a polarized country right now, and you're throwing out opinions that that half the people are going to disagree with, including in our room, maybe more than half. What are you doing? So go in there and get it straightened out. So I don't, I don't know. I know it's hard to believe that it can't be political because it was such a political statement made. But Peter, don't you think what Rivera's saying is, what are you, what are you doing? Come on, you're not a public speaker. You're, 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 you're a football coach. We don't need this garbage. At this point, after hearing Del Rio, I mean um, Rivera, it makes me think maybe they should have let him go. Maybe this is going to be more trouble than it's worth. I mean, listen. All of this for a guy who's, who who doesn't have a good record, who, who wasn't good last year, who's not making the most of a very talented team? Well, I mean, we'll see. It, it's obviously a strike against him. But like you said, Peter, there's there's a lot of African Americans that he's going to have to deal with. But maybe some of them don't aren't don't care. You know, um and he'll have to just figure out the ones that do and try to convince them, "Hey, all right, we don't have to agree, but I'm your coach." Let's go get him, and, and we'll see if he's going to be able to survive it. I'm willing to get that any football player is not going to be shocked that their white football coach is not exactly a uh, you know progressive ally. I, I think they're probably used to it. Right, because um, they're, they're probably used to, to coaches being hired and fired based on their abilities as a coach. And... I'm, I'm sure they've had to hold their nose on a lot of opinions over the years, and they judged the, the coach based on how good he is. His biggest problem is he's not that good. Now, another another football-slash-political story. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow decided to speak on the state of guns in this country with all of the mass shootings that have been happening and terrorizing our school children and the country at large. Here's Joe Burrow. You know, with everything that's going on, if you're not going to outlaw everything, you got to at least make it harder to to get those those crazy guns that everybody's using. Um, I don't think you should be able to just walk in there and buy one. You got to be able to go through you know a, a rigorous process to to be able to buy something like that. I think so. You know, hopefully the people that get paid to make those decisions figure that out. My job is to play football, but hopefully the politicians can figure that one out. You know what I hate about this, guys? Mm-hmm. Why should a 24-year-old be put in that position? I don't know if he just volunteered that or if he was asked that question. Why? Why, why, why should he be put in that position to, to alienate half of his fan base? Why? I, 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 I find it sad that half of the fan base would be alienated by something that I think we but, can but, all agree with. You, but but you, I, I hear what you're saying, Don, but you know that's the truth. So why put this kid? He's not... He's not some statesman. Why should he have to have his take on it? Now, if Greg Popovich, who's 74 years old, wants to go and say that, 
or Steve Kerr. Okay, this kid is 24, 25 years old, and he's making these kind of statements. It's unfair to him. But, but I think in this current climate, Michael, having no comment or no opinion looks worse. No, no. Of course he's going to have it. But if he brought it up himself, that's fine. But why ask him the question? Who I, is he? I don't know if he was asking. Not an elected official. I know, but you know, when you become a quarterback of a team that came within a whisker, winning a Super Bowl, and become a household name, I get it. People are going to want to know where you lean. I just think it's unfair. But I just, I, I think it's unfair that that sounds like such a polarizing opinion. Well, we've we've talked about this. No, Don. Of course, it shouldn't be. But Michael's right. It is. I mean, and you can sort of go state by state, right? He's in Ohio. It's probably pretty safe to say there's a large portion yeah, of the audience they, they, that's they not just, agree they just they just they just passed a bill that teachers can be armed in school. In oh, Ohio. that by the way, that's probably why it came up. That's probably why it came up. And, and and you know what, Michael, as as awkward as that is, when a bill is passed in a state in which you're a quarterback of one of the teams, uh, I think people are going to want to know how you feel about it. And if he doesn't have an opinion, then he shouldn't have to formulate one. But if he's got one, I, I don't. And again, I don't think it's that outlandish an opinion. He seemed very comfortable sharing it. I'll tell you what. Let's do some more ENN on the other side. It's brought to you tonight by Slomans. Call them at 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Now, Donald, we take a quick break. More ENN plus your phone calls. 1-800-919-3776. It is the K Show on 98.7 ESPN. Do you want to do a little more on the other side? I don't care what you do. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. ENN continuing on this Tuesday evening with Peter and Don on the K Show 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk some New York Mets, shall we, Don? Mm-hmm. You want to hear from my friend Max Scherzinger, as he's known? I don't know him as that, but go ahead. I know who you're right. talking about. Here's Max Scherzer on how things are progressing. Uh, progressing well, um, but the way to describe this injury, um, you know, in the rehab of this, you know, half the battle is getting back to 90%, and then the second half of this battle is from 90% to 100%. So I've done, you know, with the trainers here, we've done a great job of getting back to 90%, but I'm still, you know, fighting, you know, I'm still in the fight here to try to get back to 100%. So, uh, you know, good work, you know, you know, it, it, we've done good work to get to this point, but I still got a lot in front of me. Do you have a date yet? Uh, it, it's hard to narrow down a day because, uh, you know, anything can happen with the, these things. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of guys across the league who have had these, you know, both good and bad responses from this. But, you know, just trying to understand, you know, what it's like moving forward and, uh, you know, having to trust, uh, you know, trust the oblique uh, when I go back out there. That wasn't all from Max Scherzer. Okay. Um, is he happy with his progress? 
overall how encouraged are you by, by your progress? Nothing because I'm not back. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do with those two pitchers healthy in the second half of the season. And then there's another part, Don. It's going to be very interesting what decisions are made with DeGrom moving forward if, if he's not the same guy, right? As far as, like, what do they do? Like, what is their future with Jacob DeGrom? I mean, is he someone that they are going to be committed to for I don't, the long haul year? I don't know. Because when you look at the things that can happen, aren't the odds that he's not, that this is his last year as a Met? In the it's sense, certainly possible. Because, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying when you look at the possibilities, right, the possibility is that he doesn't come back all the way from this injury and he's going to test free aid, he's going to opt out, and the Mets are going to be like, I, we can't give a bunch of money to a guy that hasn't pitched, and there might be a team out there that just says, all right, we'll, we'll take the chance. Or he's going to be lights out, and then even though the Mets can pay anything, can it be like a judge situation with the Yankees where it's, listen, I, do we want to invest that kind of money in a guy that really hasn't pitched much? I, 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 my gut tells me he'll be back, but if you weigh the odds – there are probably more scenarios that he's gone than he stays. Is there a chance that because of the way things have played out, he doesn't opt out? No, I think he's definitely going to opt out. No matter I, what, the, I think the only way that he does that the, there's a possibility of not opting out is if he just doesn't come back and doesn't get any offers. But I think he will come back. I think he just it doesn't feel like judge like he just not that he doesn't want to be a met. He's I think he's hot to opt out. I think just like Judge, he wants to find out what his real worth is out there. And he knows he's got an owner that can cough up whatever total it ends up being. So he's going to definitely opt out. The question is, will he get offers where it's just, you know, it's unrealistic to kind of invest in someone that hasn't been healthy the last couple of years? Let's hear from embattled quarterback Deshaun Watson in Cleveland being asked, why should he be believed over the women accusing him? I understand that question, and I definitely respect it. But I feel like with this environment coming off the football field, it's hard to answer that question, especially without talking to anybody on my legal team. But at the same time, you know, I've been honest and I've been truthful about my stance. And that's, you know, I never forced anyone. I never assaulted anyone. So that's what I've been saying it from the beginning. And I'm going to continue to do that and, and until all the facts come out on the legal side. I have to continue to just go with the process with my legal team and, you know, the court of law. Hmm. Is he concerned with the league making a decision? Yeah, I can't control that. You know, I met with the, the NFL a couple of weeks ago, and I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully that the NFL asked me. Spent hours with the people that they brought down, and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job, and so I have to respect that, and that's what we want to do is cooperate. And, you know, they have to make a decision best for the, uh, the league, you know, so. Hmm. He's not saying the wrong things. No, he's not. He's not saying anything. Yeah, it just... Really. There just seems to be a lot of gobbledygook. Did you do anything or not? And he clearly, from the beginning, said he didn't do anything. Right. And then, the, then the question becomes, what does but, anything mean? Well, that's the thing, is that it is possible, and I've been saying this from the beginning, Peter, and I think you've agreed, that what he thinks is nothing, these women think is something. And now somebody has to ultimately determine whether it's nothing or something. 
and and what I've and the only thing that I've taken away for sure is that there is something going on with him that needs to be addressed. I cannot speak to what has happened. I don't know. But I know that he contacted 67 different women for massages in a year and a half. There's something hey. going on there, bro, and there's a place you can get sure. help for it. Right, and, and, and if he had taken that on. tact from the beginning, he might come across as a at least a sympathetic figure or empathetic figure, and, however incredible, you maybe. Is just of all right. Listen, he's got a little bit of an issue here because as as Rusty Harden brought up the happy ending side of it, is that maybe it just comes down to he he for whatever reason believed at that time that that was typical of a massage, and didn't think it was a problem asking for that, and didn't consider it harassment because maybe in a lot of situations it was something he didn't even have to ask for. But it sounds to me like it was something he was searching for by having so many different women That's right. do what like a handful should have been able to do or what the guy or whoever's working for the Houston Texans can very easily do for him. So and and if and I think if that was on the table from the beginning, Peter, then yep. I think a lot of people would have been like, All right, it's a kind of a misunderstanding. Looks like he's got a little bit of a sex addiction. Go get some help and we're okay. He didn't rape anybody. He you know, he didn't physically assault anybody. But by his denial and with everything kind of being up in the air, we think the worst. And, and, now, he's put him, and now he's put himself in a really tough spot. I, I think so, too. I think him, him not acknowledging that puts him behind the eight ball. Um, everyone arriving to the U.S. Open outside Boston um, this weekend. Oh, that, you know, I didn't even factor that as maybe another reason why hotels are out of control. Pro- the, probably more of a reason, right? Because really, how many out-of-towners are going to the NBA Finals Game 6? You know, a few, but not enough to take up a hotel, but... Yeah, but it starts Thursday. Exactly, it's the same day, Thursday. Yeah, but you're talking about people who are going to be spending a lot of time there. A lot of a lot of more people that probably coming from out of town for that. Well, and people plant could have planned it way earlier. Oh yeah, because you didn't know the there was no game six. Even if even when the final started, there was no guarantee of a game six. Let's hear from Phil Mickelson on returning to the PGA for the U.S. Open. I know that many people have strong opinions, emotions about my choice to go forward with Live Golf. I understand and I respect that. I am incredibly grateful for the PGA Tour and for the many opportunities that it has provided me through the years. But I am excited about this new opportunity as well. I'm excited to be back here and and participate in this incredible championship that has eluded me for my whole career. Beautiful Brooks Kepka. He says he's sick of all the live questions. I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the U.S. Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once. I mean, it's a situation. Like, we're here to play, and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Oh, come on. Give me a break. How naive are you? Girl, the biggest bro. story is one of the biggest stories in sports, never mind golf. Please. Uh, Rory McIlroy discussing young players defecting to live. I don't understand for the guys that are a similar age to me going because I would like to believe that my best days are still ahead of me, and I think theirs are too. So that's where it feels like you're taking the easy way out. Peter, is it? You know, we keep talking about the younger generation, younger people, and I hate that you're always the one we ask because you're the youngest of the group, but I think you kind of fall in more of a veteran category than a young person. You're going to be 43 years old. Almost. But are there is there a generation that just doesn't care about history? PGA, Schmigia, I'm going to go play where the money is and 
Who's to say live can't be even bigger than the PGA? Like, I don't know if they're bowing at the altar of the the sports idols of, of the past. Like, that's an older person kind of view. Like, there's a well, prestige about that. Hey, if I'm still able to play in the majors, all right, so I'm going to live PGA. What the heck's the difference? Let's, Don, what a perfect segue. You didn't even okay. know you were doing. Let's hear from John Rom, the 27-year-old John Rom, on the Live Tour. I do see the appeal that other people see towards the live golf. I do see some of the, I put this delicately, um, points or arguments they can make towards why they prefer it. To be honest, part of the format is not really appealing to me. Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years, right? So that's what I want to see. And yeah, money is great. But when Kelly and I, was, this first thing happened, we, we started talking about it. And we're like, will our lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No. It will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I've lived a very happy life and not play golf again. So I've never really played the game of golf for monetary reasons. I play for the for the love of the game and I want to play against the best in the world. I've always been interested in history and legacy. And right now the PGA Tour has that. There's a meaning when you win the Memorial Championship. There's a meaning when you win Arnold Palmer's event at Bay Hill. There's a meaning when you win L.A., Torrey, some of these historic venues. And that to me matters a lot. Well, that answers the question, right? Well, at least at least from one 27-year-old. He thinks there's the, a prestige to it. He doesn't. It's not for him, but there is prestige to it. Um, he can see the appeal. Yeah, it just, you know, he wanted to play in the PGA. He sees that. We, we see it with a lot of... Uh, European players in hockey, right? That yeah, the cup's important, but they grew up wanting to win a gold medal. You know, so so their priorities might be a little different because of how, how they grew up and what they saw. You know, so everybody's got their own. It's thing. also this subject, Don. Literally, I hear people. Remember, Michael last week changed his mind from one day to the next day. Mm-hmm. One day he was totally against it. Then he said he thought about it more. Thought about how every, our own government is deeply in bed with the Saudis, and said, you know what, I kind of understand. I had a call with my dad this week. At first, my dad goes, can you believe this Phil Mickelson, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, Dad, I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of tough. And then when actually I was thinking about it, this is literally 30 seconds later, I was thinking about it. If you were offered a million dollars for one day of work, I'd absolutely tell you to go do it. And that's essentially what these guys are getting, more than that. Some of them are getting offered $100 million and, and being looked at as terrible when our own government and so many other businesses are in bed with the same people. So it's a tough, listen, it's a very tough spot. And I've said this from the beginning and I'm holding this. I believe the PGA is making a huge mistake by fighting this tooth and nail. I think there was another approach of killing them with kindness that would in the long run probably be a better play because they don't have the money, Don, to truly play ball here. Because they've got blank you money. Oh, I, what's above blank you money? Well, yeah, it, it's another. There's another word for it. Because what what it is 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 that sometimes the ego. These people have so much money they're throwing around. I don't think they even care to make it back. They just want they they just want to stir it up, create something. You know, they want to make money, but at the same time, do you see what like guys just showing up are going to make money? You know, so. I don't know if they're they're in the business of making money or they're the business of kind of stirring it up and creating something because they've got so we think it's a lot of money, but to them, 
probably not even close to what they actually make and have. Last thing, for the first time in nearly a year, Serena Williams has indicated that she will return to the court. There you she go. injured her right leg last year at Wimbledon, has not appeared since at a Grand Slam, and now she has indicated that she will play at Wimbledon on Instagram. So keep an eye out for that. You know who's you know praying for that. Uh, all broadcasters who have the rights to Wimbledon, mm. including ESPN. That's a game changer. That, that will do it for ENN. On this Tuesday evening, all your calls, 1-800-919-3776. You pick the topic. We'll answer next on the K-Show on 98.7. Thanks for listening to the Michael K-Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.